New Right Network presents, right now, the featured podcast of New Right Network. Mobilizing, countering the left, energizing the right. New Right Network, home of the New Right Movement. Justine. Justine is a advocate for freedom of speech for students. She has worked with Prager Force and she also stood behind President Trump while he signed the executive order in 2019 protecting students' freedom of speech rights. You might remember it was about the freedom of speech zones that universities were trying to introduce and that was actually going to negatively impact conservative students. So Justine, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? 
Sure. Well, first, thank you so much, Christy, for having me. I am a free speech advocate on college campuses and a senior at the Maxwell School at Syracuse University. So I've been reporting stories covering First Amendment violations on colleges nationwide, including my own school, which unfortunately has, has seen a lot of First Amendment violations. And just last week, I had the opportunity to speak at the Department of Education on their launch of the Campus Free Speech Hotline. And if your university is caught violating the First Amendment, or if you witness an experience or experience something yourself or your own First Amendment rights are being violated by your university administration, you can call this hotline, email this hotline, and speak with the Department of Education on this really critical issue. Yeah, and it's very important because conservative students have been the victim of indoctrination by these colleges and universities for the past 20 plus years. It has been a pervasive attack on these conservative students. So with that said, many people have felt disappointed in the actions by the Department of Education because it's been a little bit slow moving in providing that protection for students. There were too many Obama holdovers. So with your work with the Department of Education, what can students look forward to in that protection for their freedom of speech rights? Yeah. Well, look forward to that hotline and keep updated on what's going on at, at your campus. The Department of Education has really put a lot of work into ensuring that students have their First Amendment rights on campuses, religious liberty on campuses, and also recently the president signed an executive order to combat anti-Semitism on campuses. And he ensured that this does not prohibit the free speech rights of anybody. When administrators are caught uh, holding double standards where they're shutting down students for their views and then particularly shutting down Jews on campus while they're being harassed, violently harassed in some cases with, with physical harassment, then uh, those universities have to be investigated. So the Department of Education under President Trump has really done more than any administration has done to protect the rights of students students on campus relating to free speech. I'm really proud of that and I was so honored to actually have been in Department of Education as a student to speak. In a lot of cases with a lot of administrations that they don't really look at these issues from the ground up. They believe they can solve something top down, but they don't talk to the students and the professors and the people who are directly affected by First Amendment violations and other issues in education. And that's what I'm really happy that this time the Department of Education actually did. They reached out to me and real life people who were affected by these issues. Absolutely, and Justine, you just mentioned the harassment that students can face on campus, and it comes in many forms. Harassment can come from fellow students and the verbal abuse that they might experience on campus, but it can also come in the form of a professor. We all know that professors and students have a very disparate relationship where the professor is granted an extreme amount of discretionary power. I am personally a student who has a lawsuit against my former law school for the very reason that professors were abusing their discretion to attack me because I was a conservative Trump supporter. They used their power to bump down my grades when they had that ability. Have you been seeing other cases of students facing that issue 
And if so, what other work are you doing to protect students from that and Prager Force? Yeah, I have firsthand I have firsthand experience with being harassed by professors. And as I spoke at the Department of Education, my professors, my own professors started tagging me in Facebook posts and targeting me online, starting right after I stood next to President Trump for the executive order. Once I came back to campus, things got worse for me because professors and students didn't like that there was a concern student on campus who was outspoken, who stood next to the president. So they decided to post photos and articles about me. And at one point I woke up in, at eight in the morning to a notification from my own professor tagging me in a post saying, this is your local right-wing agitator and encouraging other professors to go after me in the comment section where my old professors, former professors, started saying, oh yeah, that's Justine, she's this, she's that. And this would not stop. And eventually it led to the point where a professor approached me in the dark one time, grabbed me by the shoulder and threatening me that I was overstepping stepping my bounds and that I had to watch out. And I, I've never even met this professor before, but she told me, I know who you are. So this is what's frightening because it starts with professors, not, not just students, actual professors tagging their own students in Facebook posts and encouraging other faculty members to join in on, on their harassment. A grown adults doing this. And then it leads up to, I'm being physically targeted now in, at nighttime. I 100% sympathize with you and empathize because what you experienced is what so many conservative students have faced. In fact, I think there was a Pew Research article that stated the majority of colleges and universities, the majority of those professors in the nationwide span of the college and university system are radical leftists. And that's just a fact. Personally, I had my constitutional law professor come into class one day wearing a MAGA hat and he came in talking in a mentally challenged voice and he performed a skit playing a mentally challenged person whose idol was President Trump. The following semester, I had a professor tell me to my face in a private meeting while we were discussing my grades that my supporting President Trump was immoral. And I just don't fathom how students are ever supposed to continue on their education and enter the workforce and have a successful career when we have so many attacks by people with much more power than we do in our education years, in our formative years. And that's exactly why I find it so inspiring all the work that you do, Justine. Now, let's talk a little bit about what's going on with the country right now. We had the electoral college votes cast today. A lot of people feel very dismayed with the situation that we are facing in this country, the widespread voter fraud that is very clear, clearly existing in this country, but then the Supreme Court failing and unconscionably failing to maintain their duty to hear the case on their merits. And then we have electoral college votes being cast when there's still the election process being disputed. As a student, what do you have to say to young people? 
when it is our job as the citizens of the United States to continue to protect the Constitution and to continue to protect this country. Well, sadly, the Constitution is being attacked on college campuses. And I've also had experience with this when I tried to start a Young Americans for Freedom chapter at Syracuse University. And one of the reasons that the chapter wasn't allowed was because the school student board who banned us said that the U.S. Constitution is exclusionary to some students and your belief that the U.S. Constitution is the greatest form of government in this chapter, that's exclusionary and discriminatory. Um, and eventually we got that overturned. But that's the root of it because students are being taught to disregard the Constitution. And that leads up to what we're seeing with election fraud right now, where students just believe, oh, well, the candidate I wanted won, so I'm not going to you know, have a care about the, the electoral process or look into it. It shouldn't be a partisan issue. This should be a bipartisan issue everybody should be concerned about whether there is voter fraud and whether there is not. Because in the next election, what happens if there's voter fraud and the party, the other party um, is getting shut down or the other party is getting cheated by voter fraud? So this could go either way. So everybody should be concerned no matter who you vote for. I 100% agree, Justine, and it's such an unfortunate thing because no one applies the shoe on the other foot test the way you just did right now. Because when the shoe is on the other foot, if you're going to regret the decisions that you make right now, the precedent that we make right now, then you probably shouldn't be making that precedent. I want to talk to you a little bit about social media while I have you also. We all know that social media is a platform mainly for young people, or at least just proportionately and widely used by younger people. We know that Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Google, all forms of social media have been censoring conservative voices with their fact checkers and also with Facebook jail, banning, and all forms of uh, censorship. With that said, are there any elements that young people can use to continue to discuss these constitutional matters, especially in the era of shutdowns, where we don't have the opportunity to always meet in person and discuss? And what work can we do as citizens, as young people, to fight against that censorship? Right. Well, there are a lot of platforms that are popping up like Telegram and Parler that I would encourage everybody to use. And a lot of people kind of turn away from them, um, conservatives, because they think, well, they're, you know, they're not uh, popular enough, or not a lot of people are on there, only conservatives are on there, so you can't really make a difference or spread your message because only people who already agree with you are on those platforms. So it's pretty difficult because when Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all the mainstream platforms are censoring you for your views. And those are really the only platforms that, you know, not just conservatives are on, it's really just dom dominated by the left. That's, you're kind of trapped. Um, but I would still encourage you to you know, don't immediately disregard those platforms if 
you don't really have another way to spread your message, still try to put your message out there. And then if you get banned, you get banned. And then that's another issue. Then we have to take this up with, unfortunately, the courts. And I'm all about the free markets. I'm the first person to defend the free markets. But this, it, this doesn't have to do with with necessarily free markets, this has to do with monopolies. Mm -hmm. And also the fact that a lot of these big social media platforms are getting funded by the government, are getting treated as if they're just like a telephone line. Um, they're being treated like they have no um, political bias. Uh, so they're not really, they're not really living up to the standard that has been set in place for them, which is to, you know, just be a, an open platform and that without their own commentary, just to let people use their own commentary and spread their own commentary. It's supposed to be like a, a cell phone where can you imagine if like the cell phone company started banning things you could say on a phone call or through text? I mean, it's ridiculous, but these social media platforms are getting the same benefits from the government that these telephone platforms are getting. So if they're going to continue getting those benefits that they already get, they should stop censoring people for their views and start living up to what they say that they are, which is supposed to be an unbiased platform where people can speak their, their minds. And they also have been benefiting not only from the government money that they can receive, but they also have statutes that protect them from lawsuits, which is an absurd concept when there's so much bad faith that's been clearly exhibited by these social media platforms. I personally agree with you that these social media platforms need to be held accountable as a town hall. You have constitutional laws in place that say malls or town squares are places that freedom of speech must be protected, despite the fact that it is a private business. If they hold themselves out as being open to the public, they need to protect constitutional rights as if it's a public square. Similarly, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all should be held to that same account and that same standard. Justine, how old are you, if I can ask? I'm 22. 22, all right, so you're three years younger than me. You remind me a lot of myself when I was your age. Um, you inspire me. You're such a brave person because it is so difficult. I know what it was like at 22. I know what it's like at 25 to be an outspoken young conservative in this time. So let's close it off with whatever message you have to young people who might be a little bit fearful about taking action. Yeah. Um, do you mean against universities that are prohibiting? In general, getting involved in the constitution, getting involved in politics, taking action against a university if there's malfeasance, all the things that you represent. There are a lot of organizations that you can join to either promote your values, promote your viewpoints, and also to hold universities accountable when they're shutting down your speech. So I'm part of a lot of these groups. First, I'm an ambassador for PragerU as a student, and we call it Prager Force. And we're joined by hundreds and hundreds of conservative students 
who simply want uh, to hear a different viewpoint than the one mainstream dogma that they're getting at their universities. And what we do is that we'll share videos and we'll make our own videos with our own commentary and be able to have a sense of community because we get to connect with other students. I would also suggest if you like writing, write for Campus Reform. Campus Reform is a wonderful outlet that holds universities accountable when they are caught indoctrinating students, professors acting biased during class or discriminating against students, whether it's administrators shutting down the rights of students to speak freely, expelling them in some cases, physically approaching them, which is what happened to me. We've seen it all. So if you want to expose those universities and also just hold them accountable so maybe they can learn that free speech is something they really have to uphold, you can do that. Um, I would also suggest Turning Point USA and Young Americans for Freedom, joining your college Republicans chapter. Those are all places and organizations that um, have a lot of presence on college campuses. And if you don't have any Republican or conservative leaning chapter on your campus, then start one. I started one at my school. And although I had some trouble, I used media pressure to overturn the discriminatory rules on my own campus. And you can do the same. Also reach out to me um, if anything happens on your campus, um, slide into my DMs. I'm Justine Brooke Murray on Instagram and I'm Justine underscore Brooke on Twitter. And if you want to put that in the bylines afterwards. Yeah, I'm going to leave it down in the comments below or the description below. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Justine. Again, you inspire me. You're such a beautiful person. I love all the work you do. Have a happy Hanukkah and stay strong, Patriots. Stay strong. You've been listening to New Right Network. Mobilizing, countering, energizing. Online at newrightnetwork.com.